1: Is Astanine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where uh, where we uh, we rank all of the records by the band that we're doing this week, and we're doing Sugary, so we're going to rank all seven of their records. But before we do that, we are going to do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLonge, our newer our newest segment where we connect the artists of the week to Tom DeLonge. Because why the hell not? If you don't know what that is, look up the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's the same idea, but with Tom. So. I have three, three, um, three, three things here. How many do you have?
0: I have one because I forgot to do it after the first night. Ah,
1: convenient. Luckily, convenient.
0: luckily, I luckily. always do. I always do one after we record. Like if I'm laying down before bed, I always just get one done. Mm-hmm. That way, if I just forget the rest of the week, I at least have
1: one. <laughs> That's a good. A good way of doing it. I I thought about reminding you today, but I'm like, nah. He he's he probably got it. He probably I, I put
0: it, it off because i was like, oh, this will be an easy one, and then just it,
1: it's way too easy,
0: and then just never did it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so I'll start with my my first one uh, to make it a little bit more difficult. I decided to choose a different band member for each three for each of them, mm. and then also I decided not to go with Feldman and if, like easy producers because it's just it's too easy. So I, I went some roundabout ways to get to my my to get to Tom DeLong. So uh the first one here is uh Dean Butterworth. What a name. The drummer f- who is currently with Sugar A. He uh he played the drums on the Used record, Lies for the Liars. Uh Joey Bradford is the current guitar player for The Used. Uh Joey Bradford is also the guitar player for the band Heller Highwater with Brandon Soller. Brandon Brandon Soller is the singer and drummer for atreyu and very recently travis barker played drums on a new atreyu song called warrior and then obviously travis to tom that's my connection really roundabout way but i got it done got it done easy he also played with
0: good charlotte
1: well yeah i I could have gone that way but i wanted
0: boy was in good or played drums on, on good charlotte's record
1: yeah, I played on like so. three of their records, but I, then I would have to go with a good Charlotte route, and you know, I wanted to do the used route. Okay. It was more a little bit more obscure, so okay. that's why I went with that. And I could have gone with felt. I could have gone straight from Dean Butterworth to Felde to, to Blink to Tom. I that mean, is true, but decided so to make it hard on myself. So what do you got? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so my only one that I did, um, Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. Mm-hmm. He hosted season video? two of Killer Karaoke, which uh, <laughs> okay. he took over um, from the previous host from season one, who is Steve-O.
1: From Steve-O. Jackass?
0: Yeah, Steve-O.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: That's cool when like you have a very generic first name like Steve, but just because I mean, there's no one else ever who can be Steve-O, because there's only one Steve-O. That's cool.
1: Well, there's two, but that's fine. No, that's why I questioned you. But, just one. Okay. Uh, oh,
0: Stevo yeah. was on a remix of the song "Wild Boy." <laughs> I just kind of what? also thought that was funny. He was uh, there. Mm-hmm. There's a song called "Wild." Do You want know to remixes? Is? Remixes is when they take a song. And, no, I know what a, I know oh, what a remix is. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so Steve-O cool. was on a remix of the song "Wild Boy" from Machine Gun Kelly's album "Lace Up." Um, MGK to Travis, Travis to Tom, Travis Tom, yeah. But then there I, you go I, as I was reading that, it was kind of funny that Steve-O was on a remix of the song called Wild Boy when he was in a show called yeah. Wild Boys.
1: It had to have been intentional. It's kind of funny. MGK must have been a fan. What, what did what did Stevo do do on that song? I wonder because he obviously can't sing; he could barely even speak. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> like I don't understand what he what he did on that song.
0: It was probably just some type of like uh, like. Sp- but like spoken performance, I would. Yeah, I would think it,
1: it had to have been because, yeah, he I listen to his podcast when he has a cool guest on and it's sometimes it's really rough. It's really rough because like he can barely talk. Like it sounds like he's always like on the verge of yelling. It's weird. It's super weird
0: when well, he already has that kind of like raspy almost voice. And just, so when he gets but going it's like, and he starts like <sighs> giggling kind of you don't understand what the fuck he's saying.
1: Never. It's so. It's it's rough. It's really rough, but he has a lot of cool stories. So that's why I listen to his podcast. Um, okay. So my my second one here is uh, we start with Stan Fraser, the uh, the drummer, the old drummer from uh, Sugar Ray. He uh, co wrote a song with Ashley Simpson on her first record. Ashley Simpson was married to Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz did the song In Transit with Mark. Ooh. Mark to Tom. So they haven't a go. Mark
0: one in a while.
1: Exactly. I was you really like stoked song, when I made too, this Dude, that song is so bad. That song big. is fucking that song trash. Is, that song is fantastic.
0: You've been liking a lot of this really bad, like <laughs> shitty pop music. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't. But I don't you know like what's it. funny?
1: I I've liked these this shitty pop music forever. So no, you have not I mean, liked, liked this shitty new. pop
0: music forever. I don't. I don't know. Besides, as like though. a joke, you know. What? No. no, I have.
1: What? What shitty pop music are you referring to?
0: uh paramore what are you referring to um i don't Hayley like paramore. williams done like, that's you i like, like Haley williams solo reason. stuff it's not really good just saying
1: <laughs> you're fucking out of your mind okay so my my third on my last one with this starts with mark mcgrath the singer obviously he was on celebrity apprentice three with meatloaf the singer meatloaf not the food uh meatloaf was in the tenacious d movie with john c Riley. John C. Riley was in Never Been Kissed with Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba was in Idle Hands, oh. which Tom DeLonge was in. So, that's the one I'm most proud of.
0: See, so you went from Meatloaf. Wait, where did you go after
1: Meatloaf? <laughs> I started from Mark McGrath, who was on Celebrity Apprentice three with Meatloaf. Meatloaf to Tenacious D, ah. the Tenacious D movie with John C. Riley. John C. Riley to Never Been Kissed with Jessica Alba, and then Jessica Alba. To, in idle hands with tom
0: that's so, a weird that's a weird like bridge between john c riley and jessica Alba. Like, it really was i i spent i spent probably 20 minutes of all of them. <laughs> i just
1: probably spent like 20 minutes on this one trying to like make a connection I'm like seth green like is seth green how, how, what kind of connection can i make with him because i was trying to get back to idle hands that was my whole point was mark mcgrath to <laughs> idle hands so I was trying to like think like who else is in this and I'm like, Oh yeah, Jessica Alba is the main girl in it. So then I, I was like, Okay, so how can I connect these two? And then I just I was like, have John C. Riley or Jessica Alba ever been any been in anything together? So I actually typed it into Google. I said I typed in that as John and Jessica Alba have been in a movie and sure enough, never been kissed. Hmm. No idea they were they were both in that movie.
0: But. I've never seen it, but that's interesting.
1: Oh, well, I've seen it, but yeah anyway so that was that was my my most fun my most fun one so six degrees of tom <laughs> de there you go could have been way easier but we made it more difficult for ourselves yeah uh, so so let's uh let's get into the, the album ranking so we're doing their seven records seven full-length records there we're doing the worst to the best and um what do you got jeff for, and we're also going to name our our biggest bangers from each of them so what do you got for uh for number seven
0: Number seven, uh, they're self-titled, Sugar Ray. Okay. This is, um, man, what what a departure for this band from the fun, interesting sound that we had just fallen in love with and then leading into like a more diverse, poppier sound from 1459. And then like a clear case of trying to double down on that, but really focus on the commercial hit or hits yeah. from that album and it's like they they realized they could market that sound better but it just dude it just did not work at all like it was the execution was absolutely terrible it was so bad <laughs> and like financially i guess it was a smart move because fly was really big and then the popular song from 1459 like i i get it i get why you were trying to do it was this. Every, it's
1: called every morning
0: By the way, well, then also when it's over, no, No, when it's over. This one
1: that was on the front. This one, yeah.
0: That's funny because I always get those two confused. Anyway,
1: I always get someday and when it's over. Those are the two that I get
0: confused. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It's a smart move. I I get it. It's just fuck, man. You guys, you guys screwed the pooch on this one. (laughs) (laughs) You guys dropped the ball hard, and (laughs) this is not like a bad album. It's it's just not. It's just like, Wow, this is what you came up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking laughable. It is it's embarrassing. It is uh it's like a there's shame. no there's no parts of this that I think, wow, that was bad. That was why did you do that? That's just bad. It's just all of it is just oh,
1: mediocre at best. Like for at the most
0: best. Part. Like even yeah. when it's over. When it's over, that's my that's my biggest banger from this. But I don't even really like that song that much and I do get it confused with every morning sometimes, but
1: T- those two are really different.
0: Not really, not really. Every morning, someday when it's over, it's it's all kind of the same song, so it's fine.
1: You're you're wrong. You're wrong. So that's uh, your number seven.
0: Yeah, it just it was damn. It was disappointing. This is this is not even a one for me.
1: Oh damn! You don't even listen to it once.
0: No, because like there's there's nothing here for you. The okay. biggest banger right. when it's over, you we've already heard it. We've already heard okay. it in fourteen fifty nine. We've we've heard it better.
1: That's true. Yeah, you are very, very true, very right about that part. But okay, so my number seven is uh, is their newest record, Little Yati, came out in twenty nineteen, and um, this album's trash. I am sorry, this album sucks. Like, like, why did they make this? Why, did, like, after listening to it, why did why did they give the go ahead to release it? I just I don't get it. It's just like bad. You know, I guess calling yacht themselves rock. yacht rock yeah is 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 appropriate. It's just very kind of uh, kind of island sounding and just boring and i'm just i'm not into it i don't I don't like it, and I don't even have a favorite song. There's nothing good about this record at all this is sub one for me i i can't i i don't recommend anyone anybody listening to this one just straight bad straight bad and they have some like really good music but little yachty is not good not good at all so low it's fine it's probably like your number two because you're fucking weirdo okay but uh what's your what's your number six
0: little yachty little yachty (laughs) (laughs) and uh to be honest like the difference between seven and six for me it, it doesn't really matter Mm-hmm. Like these both for me could have just been completely interchangeable. The only reason why Little Yachty's a little bit higher is because of my I guess my biggest banger from the album, the first song, Highest Tree. I mm-hmm. I thought that like if Pepper did this song or Three Eleven did it, it would have been a lot less cheesy. Even though mm-hmm. Pepper and Three Eleven are super cheesy now and they <laughs> they cheese songs up anyway. But it's I don't know, this, this wasn't like terrible, terrible. It was just dumb. It's just stupid. Yeah. And there there were times here when I thought like they were trying to be like a third eye blind. And sometimes he really sounds like Steven
1: Jenkins. Sometimes
0: Mark McGrath sounds like a lot of singers.
1: I know. I've noticed, I noticed that this week too. <laughs> like he, <he's, laughs> it's I, pretty remarkable.
0: I don't know if it's like a joke. I, I think in the early days it was probably a joke, and then later on he probably took himself way too seriously. And <laughs> like there are a lot of times where they're trying to be like three eleven and do like the reggae rock and just none of it worked well and it it all just sounded phony just a big old phony. And I think they filled them up this presentation to where yeah. everything was just completely unsalvageable. Even my, even my favorite song, highest tree. I think it's a really cool lighthearted song and it's really catchy. It's just, dude, this is too much like tone it down. Rodney's a good guitar player and he can like, you guys can do good, like reggae style songs.
1: You yeah, don't need to church absolutely. them up so
0: much. Relax.
1: Yeah, it doesn't need to be like so loud. The mix doesn't have to be so loud. Like, let let parts breathe. It's
0: I think so muddled and convoluted. There's yeah too many moving parts for a song that is just like guitar and a little bass line.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You're totally right. Okay, so my number six is the self titled Sugar Ray. Uh I agree with like everything that you said. It's just it's like they they double down on the pop stuff from fourteen fifty nine and it just didn't work like they just it's just kind of a boring record um the two songs i like are the two singles so when it's over and answer the phone answer the phone's my biggest banger cuz it's like the only song on the record that has like some sort of energy and it's it's catchy too like when it's over both are very catchy but outside of those two songs i don't know it's it's a pretty lackluster record so i just don't really care for it so that's my number 6 okay so what do you got for number 5?
0: Number 5, Music for Coogs. Music for Coogs. Okay. <laughs> this this one wasn't a total bummer. It it definitely wasn't anything to write home about, but it wasn't it mm-hmm. wasn't a total bummer. Like when these guys go pop, like they really go for it and it's annoying. But it, it was fine. Like it wasn't it wasn't as bad as Little Yachty or Sugar Ray, but I mean this is this is like this one and then obviously my number 4 are going to be easy middle tier Sugar Ray. But middle tier yeah. sugar ray is still like low tier anything else. But <laughs> it was okay. But girls, girls were made to love. This song is cheesy song. as fuck. Cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. But it kind of showed us like some cool, some like some of that cool reggae stuff they've done before. They've done it better before. And you know, there are parts of this that were catchy and entertaining. Like they they can still write catchy songs. Like there's still catchy melodies there. And there's still songs that can be you know, back to like fly. They can still be catchy and fun. They just they felled them up. It's all yeah,
1: fucking. There's too much kind of going on. Problem. Yep, way too much going on. So my number five is also music for cougars. Look at that. Look at that. It's uh, it's it's so it's so it's very pop based, but very pop music of the time. So it was like 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Uh. It's it's not it's not a bad record. It's just it's very much a departure from shit that they were doing prior to it prior to this. And uh, my favorite song is the song "Closer," and I was listening to I actually listened to the song twice because I'm like I know that melody somewhere. And I was trying to figure the, the melody in the chorus. I was just trying to figure out. I could not. it's just on the tip of my tongue, and then it just it clicked. And the melody in that chorus is identical to Katy Perry's song "Hot and Cold." It's 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 undeniable. It, it is like almost a straight rip off of Hot and Cold.
0: I wonder if that's the song because there was a there was a point in their discography where I was listening. I was like, holy shit, this sounds like a I swear. Dude, I swear I thought that this sounded like a Katy Perry song.
1: It was this song. It was Maybe this song. It was it. It was 100 percent this song because I, like, I knew I knew that melody and then it clicked and it was like it's Hot and Cold because I love that song Hot and Cold. It's a fantastic song. So, so there's that. And then, and then the next song is called, uh, when we were young and it's, it's, it sounds like them stealing the melody from the song closer. So it was like, it was like they were stealing a song within a song melody wise. And I thought that was really weird. Like it, the two songs were kind of like identical, but like, I don't know, it was weird. It was really, really weird. And I'm surprised they never got like sued or she ever, she never got songwriting credit for this or it was, I don't know. I don't get it. But it would, overall it was a fun listen. I enjoyed it. So it's this not was, a bad record.
0: This is like the last the last record of Sugar Ray before everybody left except for Mark and Rodney Rodney on the Rodney, rocks. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So uh so what do you got for number 4?
0: Uh number 4 is In the Pursuit of Leisure.
1: Mhm. Okay.
0: This is so uh, What about this one? This is their fifth album, 2003. This is uh it's not bad. There's a lot of Weezer influence here. And mm-hmm. was it this one or Music for Cougs? I think it was one of these songs, they actually got an an old Weezer song. Like like they were given like a Weezer song that was like a B side or something and, and Weezer gave it to them and they reworked it into their own. And yeah, it really? was it it was music for Cougs, yeah. Wow,
1: that's weird. That's interesting. Was it really Music really for weird. Cougs? It had to be Music for Cougs.
0: I, <laughs> I would like have think it I would have yeah <laughs> I would have was, thought it was
1: The Pursuit of Leisure
0: Yeah so like they're on, the, on Music for Cougs Love is the Answer Is a cover Sorry it's a cover Of an unreleased Weezer track
1: Oh okay And it okay. features
0: Rivers And it was reworked And re-recorded For Ratitude <laughs> What the fuck So that's That's interesting
1: and, and what's funny too Is that those two records Came out in 2009 Yeah Music for Cougs And Ratitude Came out in the same year That's weird That's super weird it's a, it's like we, when when the Vandals did the uh, this song that that the Offspring did. The melodies are the same. What was it? What song is that?
0: Oh, uh, oh damn! Oh,
1: fuck! What song is that?
0: We I mean we didn't just talk, but we talked about it. But that we was like about a, it on the pod. That that was that was more like one band like paying homage to another band that has helped them, and and like they're probably tight friends and stuff. I don't see Sugar Rain and and Weezer hanging out and like being. Having the same relationship the Vandals and the Offspring did.
1: I don't know, because Mark McGrath seems like a pretty cool guy and everybody has nice things to say about him.
0: I uh I thought so too until one thing that I heard this week, one thing, maybe oh, th- completely okay. rethink my Mark McGrath thing.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm sure we'll get into that in the main episode, but unless it has to do with one of these records, I don't know. It does, but Okay, then then bring it up. If you if it needs to be brought up, then bring it up.
0: It will, it will. Um but mm-hmm. anyway, she she's different. She's different. That's like it. It was weird to think that it was Sugar Ray, but I really like this song. This this is this maybe even like top ten Sugar Ray for me. I really really like this song. It is really catchy, and the chorus is so boss.
1: Okay. Outside okay.
0: of this song, the, I thought the album was okay. It's not bad, but it's forgettable with very few parts that were kind of redeeming. But damn, dude, she's different was that was a banger of a song.
1: I don't. I don't remember that song right now. Okay, my number four is is it's also in the pursuit of leisure. This um this was I really enjoyed my listen, especially after hearing the self titled record and just being so disappointed, and then throwing this on, and I just had a good time. It was just it was fun. It was just straight up fun. And I'm with you. A lot of these songs just reminded me so much of Weezer musically, melody wise, vocally. It just a lot of Weezer influence here, which was cool. They I thought they did a really good job on this record. Uh, my biggest banger. It's really silly and stupid, but it's because there's just a ton of nostalgia attached to it, and it's Mr. Bartender. Ooh. It is such a dumb song, but I love it, and it's so much fun to sing, and it's so silly. I love it though. <laughs> so, okay, a man, lot of good memories. A lot of good memories with that song. So, that's my that's my BB on uh, on in the pursuit of leisure. So, what do you got for number three?
0: Okay, so my, my top three were they were it they they was pretty tough this week actually for me. And it wasn't tough for me. Well, it's because you have you, you your cha- your top three probably never changes. So that's why it's not tough. But my top three changed a lot and I really thought about it. And there's only like a couple reasons why they're ranked higher and lower than the other three. But my number three is Floored. All right.
1: I Someone thought
0: this that. I thought this was actually gonna be my number two. That's mm-hmm. why I chose the album of the week, because, I don't know. I thought that was going to be number 3, but "Floors" my number 3. This is uh this is fun. This album is these top 3 are just it's it's unbelievable how fun and how amazing Sugar Ray used to be. It is Oh, I know. It is uncanny. I just cannot even believe it. And it's funny that Fly is a complete outlier on this album. It just makes no <laughs> fucking sense that it it's doesn't. here. It is <laughs> This album is like cohesive. It's a good blend of punk and new metal and hip hop. But like Fly just doesn't it just doesn't, it doesn't no make sense. any sense. It does, should not even be here. And it sounds like everyone is having such a good time. It's just like everyone's yeah. having the time of their fucking life here. But then I like you showed me the the YouTube of of Murphy, the bass player, doing like breakdowns of every song. And, he, and then I watched the one he talked about the story of Fly and how that mm-hmm. came about. And this is the reason why I think Mark McGrath is probably not is probably way more conceited than we ever thought he was capable of being. But so this, according to Murphy, the bass player, this song was written on the fly after the band had kind of like a near falling out after, okay. that, after lemonade and brownies came out, they were, they were getting pressure to write more. And Mark was like singing and they were still doing the heavy thing. And he like, Mark was getting super frustrated because like we've already done this. And I just, my voice doesn't sound good over the heavy stuff. Cause Mark was kind of coming into his own voice and doing doing things that weren't as goofy as he was doing on Lemonade Brownies. And so he was he was trying to be like a singer rather than just, you know, like a like a front man having fun, I guess. And so he left. He just like got up and left the recorder or the or or the rehearsal. And the band legit didn't know if he was going to come back, like ever. Like it was it was that bad. It was that I don't know. It was it was it was just that bad. He left in a way where they thought like, hey, he could come back in like five minutes or we could not be a band anymore. And then Murphy, the bass player, was saying in the video, he's like, I legit thought that I was going to be going back to, like, working at Little Caesars for the rest of my life because this band is officially over. Like, it was that bad.
1: Dang, okay.
0: And then he, he was just, like, they were really sad and kind of depressed, and he threw down a bass line, and it's the bass line in there. It's only two notes. It just goes, and it kind of, like, slides up, and then yeah. that was it. And then... Craig the the DJ he was like oh let me let me throw in like a little bass part or a drum part a drum loop and then he threw something down and then Rodney just right there like on the spot threw in that like that like high oh, guitar so part cool. yeah just on the spot like instantly and then within like minutes this whole song came together and then the I just want to fly like put your arms around me baby that was Stan that wrote that the drummer
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know.
0: Because Mark was gone. Mark was even in the rehearsal studio at this point. He was completely gone. And so they wrote yeah. this entire song, like, pretty much without Mark and that put your arms around me, baby part, which is so fucking good. It is. It is. It's really good. Oh, it is so cheesy and it's so 90s, but oh my God. It gets me every time. It's so good. <laughs> I just love the way he says baby. I just, I love it. But yeah, dude, like, I just cannot believe that this band was that close to being completely done with.
1: Yeah, I had until no this idea. song
0: was written like that, but then it was Mark's idea to add the uh, what's the DJ's name in the beginning of the song they put in.
1: The DJ, what do you mean?
0: Yeah, like in the beginning or, that
1: or the other singer, like
0: the, the super, super cat. Yeah, Supercat super cat. Yeah, that was Mark's idea to throw him in there, and like that part's really cool. So there's just yeah. like a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff, and then later on, like Mark started dedicating the song to the people that have died and things like that, like in remembrance. But mm-hmm. like in reality, it was just like the band was in a terrible place and didn't know if they were going to survive. And that's that's kind of how it was I'm written. Write
1: this. That's crazy. I had no idea about that part.
0: So that's th- like. But then, like he was also talking about how Mark wouldn't show up to meetings, like in mm-hmm. a, in a very Sinatra way. He just wouldn't show up to first meetings. It was just like his thing. I, I'm not showing up to the first meeting. And what? so, like the like the band would have to kind of like, yeah, don't worry, you know exec from, from Atlantic. Mark just never shows up to the first meeting. It's just like his way of of being like Sinatra. They'd they have they, to like bend the truth and kind of like, I don't know, That's so hype neat. him up a little bit more. And just like those two things made me think that Mark is very conceited. And then the direction of the band itself yeah. kind of makes me think like that was Mark's thing. And then watching the videos, because I watched, I think I watched them all today too, but you notice like a common theme was the bass player would always say, In the beginning, if anybody had any kind of idea, it was that we had like one rule: you just you couldn't say no. If somebody Mm -hmm. brought an idea in, we ran with it until like the natural progression of the idea died or became something. And so, I think just having that type of open-mindedness is what made the first three albums just absolute bangers. But then after that, with the few hits here and there, they like you never felt that way. Like fourteen fifty nine is a perfect example. Of why or of how there are so many different songs and they work so damn well and it's just like mm-hmm. that's the band just being at their absolute best, but he's it's, it's yeah, never and got it again. Solid.
1: And it, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's probably because you know it was less of a band, less of a band effort and more of let's just double down and make the hits, and that's what they did. It's unfortunate, it really is, because these three records, man. They're 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 so fucking
0: good. (laughs) There's something else. They are something else. Oh, my favorite (laughs) song. My favorite song. Yeah, your favorite song of Florida. My favorite song is American Pig. Ooh, that's uh, a goodie This is slow and chuggy, and it just it builds. It builds slow, and there's this little lead guitar part that kind of like is is Dick Dale esque, and it's Mm -hmm. it's like twangy, and it's got like this Middle Eastern sound to it. And man, and like the double time at the end, like obvi,
1: that is fantastic.
0: (laughs) Fuck, dude, this album is this album is a banger.
1: There truly, truly is. Uh, okay. So my number three is 1459, their third record. Um, I, I mean, like, no disrespect to the other two, but, I mean, those other two are just better records. And 1459, there's there's just... Just because there's, like, more of the pop on it and it, you could tell they were trying a little bit too hard to do the pop, it took away from this album a little bit, but this album is still fucking amazing some just absolute bangers and even every morning i mean it it's one it, it is their biggest hit and it's still i mean it's so good someday is also a great a great hit song from them and this album and and just and also you know the title of the the album and coming off the the coattails of fly and everyone calling them a one-hit wonder it's just it's a cool like you know fuck you to everybody and it's a fantastic record i love it my favorite song is uh it's aim for me you know the the punky song on it and it's so catchy and so much fun and it's fast it's exciting it i love it love the song it's it's my favorite uh my favorite sugar ray song so there you go mm. what do you got for number 2
0: number 2 for me is mm-hmm.
1: lemonade and brownies
0: <sighs> fucking guy <God>.
1: fucking guy <sighs> okay so my number 2 is also lemonade and brownies so uh, what do you got for you? What's your number one then? Like Fourteen we don't
0: fifty f- nine. I think this is a a perfect representation of of who Sugar Ray is. Sugar mm-hmm. Ray has done really great things before this, but that's that's only like a glimpse of what they were. That's that's a glimpse of their sound, and I think they only did that sound because like like the DJ didn't even join until like halfway through writing a lot of the songs for Lemonade and Brownies. And so yeah. they like floored would have been a be- better representation of who they were, but they did like writing pop songs. Like they enjoyed writing the pop song stuff. They did enjoy that. And that's why they, they got away from that sound of just being strictly like an alternative metal type band. And I think mm-hmm. 1459 is just, it's just a perfect representation of, of the band, of their sound, of everything that they were. And then pretty much everything that they probably thought that they could become because they wrote some absolute bangers on there that will be forever ingrained in like history. And, but they still like, they still punk it up. They still punk it up. There's still some really heavy stuff. There's some covers in there. It's, it's just an amazing album and there's still so much fun. And I think that's when Sugar Ray doesn't take themselves too seriously. That's when they're at their best. They're, they're just, oh, absolutely! They're, they're almost untouchable when they just are having fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but then that's what those three records are—the first three records. Just
0: damn, through just a lot of fucking fun. Just fourteen fifty nine is a little more polished than the, a lot more polished than the other two, but uh, yeah. it's, dude, it's it's a banger. It is a banger. What's
1: your, um, what's your BB on this one? My BB is also aim
0: for me. Aim for ah, me. Yes. It's funny because like aim for me was. Like when I was a kid and I got Sugar Red, this 1459 album from the Columbia, was it the Columbia house? Like the dollar penny thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Columbia. it was, yeah. I got this record from that and I got it because I wanted to listen to like the hits, you know, I wanted to listen to the big songs. And then Aim For Me was always the one that stood out like forever and ever. And I, But I never even like listened to the rest of the album. It was always just like the two biggest hits and then Aim For Me. And For Me. So it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until like years and years later that I listened to the whole thing and I loved it. And I just, I've always been an advocate for that, how great fourteen fifty nine is.
1: Always. I I totally I'm totally with you on that. I like showing people who've never heard Sugary outside of the hits, and I always throw on Aim for Me. And then I always kind of like ask them like, Do you know who this is by any chance? And they're like, No, I have no idea. And then I tell them it's Sugary, and everyone's always so surprised. They nobody knows that they were like a good band. nobody knows them outside of their hits and they're they're so much more than their hits it's such a
0: perfect song to get somebody into believing that Sugar Ray is better than they thought they were because just because of how fast it is and it starts off with that like howl and like the Mm -hmm. solo is very kind of like sloppy and almost like rockabilly and a little old timey and it's got like a good distortion twang to it and it's just it's a fucking great song
1: yeah it really is really is uh so my number one obviously is floored their best record and uh i mean we touched upon a lot of it uh, when you were taught when you talked about it and it's i mean it's just this cool new metal like new metal alt rock but it's just it's not really super derivative of anything it, it's its own thing and it's a very exciting i don't know i love this record it and just hearing fly is just such a it's such a weird thing after you know, the speed and intensity of some of these songs and then fly just makes no sense, but then you can't help but sing it. Oh man. I love this record. My favorite song on this one is uh, Tap Twist Snap. That's the best that's that's the best one on this one. But also Fly. I mean it, as big as Fly is, that song is such a banger. It's unbelievable.
0: It truly is. But like it, it like for for a song to be almost like a time stamp of an era but to yeah. still I don't know, to still be just as good today as it was when we heard it when we were kids is I don't know.
1: It's something else. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it definitely is. Especially for a band like this. I mean, they're not like a like a classic band, you know. They're not like a, a Led Zeppelin or a or anything like that. So, I don't know. It's good stuff though. Cool. So, you are we all good? Should we move on to the the album of the week?
0: Yeah, we're all good.
1: Okay, so yeah, there we go. Our rankings. Uh, stay tuned, or li- go listen to the main episode where we get into the album "Lemonade and Brownies" from Sugar Ray. Go to iTunes, go rate review, and subscribe to us in there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio, and um, that's it. That's all. Mark, breath.